As the President will discuss in further detail in the days ahead, the United States Space Force will strengthen our security, it will ensure our prosperity, and it will also carry American ideals into the boundless expanse of space. While other nations increasingly possess the capability to operate in space, not all of them share our commitment to freedom, private property. Yeah, things are happening. Lights are happening. So as we Electrons continue to carry American leadership in space, particle wave duality is in motion. So also yeah, say we come from the stars. America's we're made of stardust. Freedom. True. Facts. Facts, dude. We're made of stardust. We're, so we're we, opening this. We came from the stars and we go back to the stars. Yeah, hopefully we're starting this episode now with the Mike Pence clip having just happened. Yeah. So everybody's in a very introspective, interstellar mood right now. One of the best theme songs of all time. Yes, for people who uh, have not been as cultured as some of us, um, that is the Halo theme song, which is, I agreed, probably, I think it's top three theme songs in video games in my mind. And layered on top of one of the best speeches of all time, a rousing speech to seek freedom. That is the topic uh, for, for today's <laughs> podcast, is, is how to extend freedom, not just from the American borders, but from the Earth's borders into space the universe's borders you know we're gonna we're not stopping this manifest destiny concept has been revived um and it's gonna get pushed out to the limits of the heavens clean ons come at me clean oh yeah (laughs) before we go into the topic though we do have just a few uh you know just tidbits to to you know just just to clean up to get through Mm. um first of course is uh we, we have to be regimented about this the keto slash diet experimentation that you've been upon. How's it going? Let's see here. So, I mean, the diet stuff has been going. Um, yeah. You know what? Um, I've cheated almost every single day since the last cast, so it's it's not going super well. You know well. what? There's a there's a kernel in there though of self honesty. We can we'll all applaud that. We can all that's applaud true. That. It's true. It, it, it's, it's important to be honest with yourself and with others uh, to seek seek truth. But yeah, man, no, I I, I did lose about five six pounds. Um, so oh, nice. I, the interesting thing about the keto diet, it's like I'm so I'm not going all in because I obviously just don't have the energy and can't do it. But just having a frame of reference of saying I'm going to try, I'm going to give it a shot, small steps. Every right? every day there's some effort put towards trying. As as Peterson would say, there is something that you can do better every single day, uh, always, right? Um, and I'm thinking the keto diet and and just thinking about it is putting me in a frame of mind where yeah, I'm going to eat slightly healthier every single day and maybe there'll be a point in time in a month or two where i'm actually always eating healthy at least that's the hope i think that's a very practical way of going about it that's kind of how i've been thinking about uh, improving my diet as well it's like i think the big thing is like hey can i start by um cutting out you know needless you know food like you know chips and things like that some days are successful some days are not and at minimum can i say like can i try to reduce you know, the carb-heavy meals, for instance, from two to two per day to one per day or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah. So it's like you have some metric for success. You start small, right? And then you start to, to move up the, the the gradations of, of like, sort of um, of discipline, right? The problem, though, is that chicken biryani, dude. The chicken biryani. That's a dangerous dude. combination because you got... It's too good. You've got chicken that's well-seasoned and probably well-buttered. Oh, yeah. And then it's mixed in with rice. It's like that is, that is like a, a bomb of probably... It's a, it's like an explosion to any dietary Dude, plan. I think you don't even like you can't even you don't describe it, man. You're gonna you're gonna make me order some chicken biryani right, yeah, well, right now, dude. <laughs> talking about this butter, talking about this chicken, talking about that spice. Whew. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. We won't touch it. 
we got we got important work for mankind to talk about here today. We can't derail this. Very true. We got to do the introduction to what episode number is this? Yeah, I forgot. Um, that was my mistake. <laughs> I believe this is episode 21. 21? Um, yes, I believe so. If it's episode 22, I'm sorry. It's one of those two. Um, and yeah, I forgot the introduction. So I was, I was so taken by that intro by Vice President Pence. Uh, my name is Akshay. I am one half of your host, joined as always by Monik. Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, you've you've heard our intimate dark secrets about dieting and, and the universe, so I don't know what else there is to introduce. Yeah, there really isn't, isn't much there. <laughs> no, nothing else to go into. So we're going to talk today about, uh, we'll just get right into it, Space Force. Yes. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since the announcement, and we thought it merited an actual, you know, kind of centerpiece topic on the show to actually go into the motivations behind Space Force, because I feel like... You, you know, at this point, it's just a meme. It's just a joke. Yeah. But that was a real announcement that was made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and double down by the administration with Pence with this KFC speech. double down. And it's like, you know, initially, I, I think <laughs> I was reading one quote when Trump originally announced it. And he's like, the possibilities could be infinite. It could be infinity. It could be. <laughs> it could be, dude. Infinite. It could be. He repeated it like multiple times, like infinity, infinite. It's like, wow, what are you, what are you trying to convey here, man? Like. As, as if he was grasping the notion of infinity <laughs> as for the first. As he was saying it. It's like, wow, what would happen? <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, you know, I was in the camp of, uh, for a while. And I, I think I still am in the camp after reading some of the material yeah. he shared. But I was initially in the camp of this is, is laughable. This is laughably absurd. Uh, and it, this is just another moment of the delusion of Trump. Like, I don't know what he's trying to do, like stir up. A nationalistic identity by starting another branch of the military. There's always already talk that in 2020 he was going to have a tagline like exploring the unknown or like going to Mars and uh, to commemorate him pushing for the Space Force. Uh, and the the images in my mind when I heard the first announcement when he's talking about it, I'm like, yo, are we are we making some stormtroopers, dude? <laughs> like we gonna make some, maybe with some where are the Jedi at though? You can't have stormtroopers no Jedi. Uh, but well, that all has to start. That all has to start, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the cloning is going on somewhere. I don't know. Um, somewhere, midichlorians. Yeah, and and that was my initial take. I I, I was crafting these images of uh, you know we're we're you know literally going to have some stormtroopers. I was crafting images of uh, space troopers. That movie. I think that was the movie. What was that movie called? Space Troopers? Super Troopers? Super troopers. No, not Super Troopers. No. Was it? It might be Space Troopers. One of those movies. One of those. It, you got people in space fighting alien. That's what came in my mind. <laughs> uh, and, and clearly, once digging deeper, that wasn't the case. But I, I, you know what? I still feel like, you know, Trump put this concept into the ether. And I think in his mind, he shared a very same visual that I did when I initially heard it. And I think everyone else is looking at this and, like, rationalizing the idea to say, oh, no, actually... This makes a whole lot of sense. You know, we, we need to reduce the bureaucracy and the, the military and a separate fo- a space force makes a ton of sense. And there's a lot of distinct responsibilities the space force will have. This is actually a brilliant idea and the time is right. It's a well-developed area and theater of war. And I just can't help but I can't believe that Trump was deeply thinking about war in space and the ramifications of assets in space and the protection of it and how, how you know, the domain of space impacts civilian life. All of these arguments that people are leveling, uh, leveling against having a space force, I think the dude wanted some space troopers. Honestly, <laughs> so I mean the uniforms are fly, and he knows that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, he if he's probably like, I need a space force. I'm gonna have to 
create these uniforms myself. I'm going to have to choose the design. We'll, we'll get we'll get to the aesthetics later, but there is community involvement that's been enlisted for for the aesthetics here, which is actually pretty interesting. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. It's, it's like I'm going to put an order out to one of my Trump divisions to get order this thing 66, done. Order 66, except it's just for clothes. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, so yeah, it turns out, like you said, um, I think there was sort of a logical uh, re- receiving of this because there's actually some history here. Yeah. Um, so Wikipedia tells me that Space Force is defined, a Space Force is defined as the branch of the military that conducts space warfare. Mm. Uh, pretty clear intent. And dude, the next paragraph scared me. Russia already has a Space Force. Ooh, what do they call it? Uh, I don't know, dude. I can't read Cyrillic, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming it's just like Space Force or Force, comma, Space. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, okay, but here's the thing. Apparently, so do we, kind of in the same in the same vein. So it was independent in prior decades, as you might imagine it would be after the after the cold, you know, during the Cold War, after the first missions to, to space. Right. Um, and now both the U.S. and Russia apparently have their respective Air Force or Space Forces as part of their Air Forces. Right. Um, so in the U.S., this construct is known as Space Command which is a baller name, um, in the U.S. Air Force. And it's responsible for the things you, you might expect, right? So it's like launching satellites, you know, pertaining to weather, warnings, uh, missile intelligence uh, uh, operations, uh, because I guess missiles can, can pierce into the realm of space. Um, they have a cool motto for the U.S. Space Command, mm. which is Guardians of the High Frontier. Wow. You know they stole that shit from Guardians of the Galaxy. That is some Halo shit. Um, you know those guys play Halo. Yeah, for you sure. know those guys playing Halo Two, Twin MGS or SMGs. You know they were doing yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and um, but they also have another line. Again, just reading the intro in Wikipedia was blowing my mind. Um, they do space intelligence analysis. What does that mean? Space. What are they? No, let's, let's, let's unpack that. So Intel is like you know Intel operations, but in space. So you know you know there's the there's the boring version of that, which is like oh there are other satellite operations, other countries. But I'm thinking aliens, dude. That's what I hope. Thinking extraterrestrial intelligence analysis. What, I mean, that's what intelligence means, right? Intelligent life. 100%. E.T. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? It's funny to hear uh, that Russia has a space force. Uh, I, I wonder if part of the calculus from Trump, you know, always trying to one-up or be like Putin was, you know, Putin's got Unclear a space force. Unclear which. Putin's... I, we, I, I need a space force. Like and that was like the that was the extent of the logical deduction and reasoning. Yeah, you know, maybe that might have been part of it. And so, you know, this this has been the case for a while, right? We've had uh, we've had Space Command. It does these things. Yeah. Um, and apparently, there's been like what was interesting to hear is there's been bipartisan support and pushback for a space force. So people on mm-hmm. both sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, have said like have made the arguments you were kind of alluding to, which is like, hey, uh, this should not be tied up in the Air Force anymore. Right. Like there was a time when it made sense for the Air Force to be part of the army. Uh, and then and like it was preposterous to think there would be a standalone Air Force branch of the military. Obviously nobody thinks that nowadays. And the time has come. It's like space like not only is 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 space uh like a thing that we have been in for about 50, 60 years at this point. But if you think just about satellites and commercial applications of what, you know, what, what is actually happening in space, um, it extends now to most consumer applications, right? Everything that uses GPS, right. your phones, right. you're using Tinder, man, you're using whatever other apps you're using, you're using Uber or Lyft. That's all using satellites that are put in space and under the jurisdiction to some degree of the country that's that's putting them up there. Right? Even their commercial satellites, it's like the military is still involved, government still involved, right? So, so I mean, like I mean, it's a strong argument for the space force. If I if it will increase the chances that I can consistently swipe right, or other people can swipe right on me. 
I think that was the lobbying. That was the that was the <laughs> lobbying vector that got through. Yeah, it was like, oh man, what if what if you know Putin and others have shown that they are willing to you know try misinformation campaigns in certain ways? Imagine if they went through space satellites and started to affect what you were swiping right on, dude. Right. Well, that's like that's the height of cyber cyber warfare right there. Yeah, that's cyber cyber warfare. Destabilization of a country by setting people up with the wrong matches. Damn, dude. Is that a conspiracy? <laughs> Where's Alex Jones at? <laughs> <laughs> He's been banned from every platform, so we can't. So we have to be the voice in his stead. I know. <laughs> uh, all right, again, Alex Jones listeners, if you're if you're listening, like and subscribe. Everybody else, we don't endorse that necessarily. Yeah. You know, unnecessarily. Um, Is there any visibility right. into which country has the most satellites? Is it? I mean, is it? I mean, I'm assuming it's I think just it's the us. U.S. But is there like a, a gradient in terms of you know China putting up a lot of satellites out there, and it might mean that hey, if we want to really own this domain long term, a space force might be necessary. You know, I don't have any data, yeah. but I'm going to assume you're right. I'm going to assume that China's putting a lot of stuff into space. Yeah. Sadly, you know, Wiki Wikipedia didn't have all the data we needed. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people from China might have been up there editing Wikipedia before they knew that the index could get to those facts, exactly, dude. dude. Exactly. Um, but what's yeah. your take on it? So, I mean, do you think it's a good idea, or where do you stand? Right I just now? so so here. I'll, let me let me walk through a little bit of what happened, then I'll I'll get to my to my I think like sort of middling position on it, right? So so when the when when the Donald when President Trump opened up. I love this this opening when he was making the announcement. Again, this was going through Congress back and forth, getting ping ponged around. So sure. I think one correction here to make is that it actually was a 2017 again bipartisan push, mm-hmm. and I think he just decided to pick it up. So it isn't like it came from nowhere and just hit his administration. It was actually going through the annals of Congress, right? right. So right. Um, I think he just picked it up. He's like, "Cool." Um, it's like we're doing a tremendous amount of work in space. Mm. I said, "Maybe we need a new force. We'll call it the Space Force." <laughs> And, of course, that name had been decided, I think, beforehand. But he was like, I think we'll call it the Space Force. And so he started championing it in early 2018. And so Pence, uh, Vice President Pence, as you saw, the the clip that we we, uh, played at the opening, um, it goes on to say it'll exist in 2020. But the problem is um, it's an $8 billion budget over five years. Hmm. And to put that in comparison, NASA's $20 billion. The Air Force is $170 billion. So... What is $8 billion going to, like, people wonder then, if you're really a space advocate, like we both are in this cast, yeah. like, is, is splitting it out into its own agency that's underfunded, yeah. its own branch, going to be net good for swiping right, for aliens, for all the stuff we care about? Yeah. Well, I think it's the other thing is, that, like, NASA's defined mission is more in the domain of exploration, right, and, and, and actual research. And basic research, and it's actually nice to see that NASA is at twenty billion. Um, I mean, it's, it's the, the delta between NASA and the Air Force one seventy two twenty is pretty pretty astonishing. Um, but I'd agree. I mean, I think that eight billion could go straight to NASA and probably be far more effective to like actually improving the things we we care about um, nowadays. Eight billion is probably just enough for them to actually restructure the bureaucracy and you know just start. <laughs> it's like it's probably yeah, exactly. So it's like. I guess, like, um, like, do you think those, like, should NASA be distinct from Space Force, do you think? Like, yeah. NASA's, like, kind of like the Star Trek, like, you know, good, you know, doing experiments, doing science, like, discovery as the core mission. Yeah. Space Force is, like, the Halo Space Marines kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, like, I do want, like, could you just put those things together and make a, 
make a, a Reese's cup of goodness or chocolate and peanut butter together? I don't know. I'm actually, I mean, if we're going to pull the trigger on Space Force, I actually have the inclination to keep them separate because, you know, I conceptualize NASA as this is a group of, you know, top tier, high caliber scientists deeply interested in the exploration of space and its impact on, you know, humans and, and the survival of humans as a species. So a lot of more aeronautics and aerospace research and, you know, finding ways for that research to trickle down to our normal day-to-day -day life. And I think it appeals to that core group of, you know, scientists interested in space. And I, I conceptual, I'm conceptualizing Space Force more as more of a protective entity where as we continue to explore in space or as space becomes a more, um, you know, a, a theater with far more valuable assets, more ability for people to intervene, and, and it's more of a geopolitical concern, then we need a, a distinct military complex out in space to protect to protect things and actually conduct warfare if needed. Um, I just don't think it's we're at that point, and I just don't think it... Uh, I just like to discount that. Are we actually at the point where the theater of war in space is actually a reality? protection of assets is going to be a reality. I don't think that's the case. I don't think there are any recent examples or any examples of anyone infringing on another country's assets in space, whether it be satellites or otherwise. And it just seems like a waste of money. So I don't think we really need um, the separation. But if we did, uh, and we did did think that this could actually be quite relevant in future years, then I would keep it distinct. And also you think about how it appeals to folks. It's like there's some, going back to the nationalistic identity piece, um, I think there is something yeah. to be said that you know people will... The people who would be attracted to join and serve in the Space Force, I think, are very distinct and different from the people who are excited and excited to join and serve NASA, right? It's gamers versus other gamers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> uh, but I think that could cause a lot of, like, internal political strife. You got folks who are there because, you know, they're viewing the theater of war in space as the end-all, be-all. And you got other folks who are like, I just want to do some basic life science research on Mars, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to do no like, more. Cool. Move, move, move your plant over. I got to make room for my, for my space rifle. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. I'm just imagining it's gonna be completely like Halo. That's just what it's like. You got the plasma pistols. Oh wait, that means you got to get the cover, the contact with the aliens first before we get all the cool tech, though. Oh yeah, we right? need to find that's part of it, right? Yeah. Well, I guess this this like a, this could be a NASA or um, or a or a Space Force task, but it's like you got to go find the aliens so that you can find their technology. And then you've you've introduced a quantum jump in your warfare capability once you have things like the needler and this plasma rifle and things like that, dude. Yeah, I mean that that's the that should be the prereq. See, that's that next level thinking that's really needed in the administration right now. I think that's where the president's head's at, though. I think that's where. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Oh, and speaking of creative out of the box thinking, so. The Trump-Pence campaign, which started in full spring for 2020, yeah. um, of course, right as this announcement was timed, unclear of the ethical qualms of this happening or not, but the campaign is saying, hey, by the way, there's going to be a logo contest for the Space Force. That's amazing. You guys, uh, <laughs> so, I mean. Dude, we got to submit something. We got absolutely. to submit something to the logo 100%. contest. 100%. I was like, at first I was like, this is, then I'm like, oh, actually, this is, this is dope. I'm going to submit something for this. That's great. So, yeah. So yeah, it's like so. I was listening to I think um, to to give credit to to someone other than Wikipedia because I did learn a few things outside of Wikipedia in my life. Yeah. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about a few interesting like this like extensions of the points we were talking about. Yeah. Um, one was of course like again, it's not just that there's more stuff getting put into space, yeah. like more spaceships or more satellites. It's the value of the assets themselves right. could merit 
like having a more defensive like presence in space, right. which is interesting. Um, the other thing that you mentioned is like it's not in the interest of like two different countries to start to like screw with each other's satellites and actually start start shit in in orbit mm. or in space because you, the way you put it is like. Um, they're very precise, uh, and this is something that's fascinating that I never really think much about. Is like the, there's so many satellites on very precise trajectories that you can actually, um, you know, mathematically plot out so that they don't hit each other. Interesting. And it's like if you blow up a satellite into like a thousand or ten thousand pieces, yeah. the potential that one of those pieces of debris will go and screw up another satellite's trajectory or or, or flight pattern is very high, huh. right? Um, and so it's like you sort of have this interesting, effective detente. Uh, if I mean not not. Not just for that reason, but it's like, hey, if you blow up my satellite, like, who knows what's going to happen to that debris, dude? It's going to be all over the atmosphere, like, circling around in chaotic patterns. Right, right. So uh, and that's another thing, actually, like, speaking of a throwback to Outer Space Treaty, it was interesting to see that. Yeah. You know, the Outer Space Treaty that we talked about uh, many, four, many casts ago. Five. Yeah. Um, where one of the key components of that was, you know, we had this, this group of um, interdisciplinary scientists thinking about... You know, if we approach a new planet, how do we interact on that planet and how do we make sure we don't you know, change the biome or impact any life there? Uh, but it also extended to the militarization of space where there's a uh, there's a, a rule to forbid weapons of mass destruction, destruction in space based on the Outer Space Treaty. And I mean, if, if Trump has his way, I think, you know, for sure they're going to be nukes with a space force out in space. So that Outer Space Treaty is going to have to be changed. Yeah, I think like that was another point that was made on on the Neil deGrasse Tyson and Joe Rogan podcast was it is like it's it's you know there's like warfare between bodies in space is one thing but actually trying to go from space to earth mm. is actually quite complex mm. um, because of like just it's like you know it's like a big physics problem right it's like you're dropping this thing it has its flight this flight pattern this interaction with gravity yeah. this drift as the earth is rotating as opposed to like an uh, intercontinental intercontinental ballistic missile, which can um, go anywhere in the world in about forty-five minutes or less, yeah. and can you know do the deed. So, um, yeah, it's like you wonder like what will be the catalyst for people actually starting to develop space to space kind of warfare, like ships designed to attack other ships and stuff. Right. Um, because, like you said, the Outer Space uh, Treaty that was signed back in nineteen sixty-seven, which is very like forward-looking, like it feels very kumbaya now. Right. Um, but, like, one of the things it says is, like, you can only have defensive stuff in space. Like, no, like, heavy machinery or heavy weapons meant to just, like, cause harm to other things uh, proactively. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that does feel like a loophole, right? It's like, mm-hmm. what's defensive, right? right? right. If we all start hanging out in space, suddenly I might need this, this, this giant gun just to, just to make sure that I'm safe. Yeah. All my stuff's safe. Yeah, yeah. I was just defending myself. I didn't mean to kill you. Right. And I, I feel like it's like if we read Wikipedia or whatever the equivalent of Wikipedia is in like the year like 2200, it's going to be like everybody used this loophole to, you know, catalyze massive investment in weapons in space. Right. <laughs> and it's all still technically for defensive reasons. Yeah. And the other thing, though, we didn't really talk much about was um, so it seems like you're I'm trying to get like where you currently stand. So you feel yeah that. One, ideally, you know, the budget should be reallocated to NASA and NASA should take on some of this burden. Is that fair? I think I could uh, actually. So I think that that's one way to go. But I actually kind of like the idea of there being an independent space force. Yeah. I think like it provides in a gravity well of attention for people who are interested in space. Like I feel like, 
you know, not the laws of, what is it? Not the law of big numbers, but it's like just the law of, of two versus one. Yeah. It's like, it's not just NASA is the only space thing. It's like, there's actually an independent branch of the military devoted to this. Like, again, like what that branch ends up doing could be questionable depending on like what, if there's actually need for it to be like, you know, uh, very proactive in, in pushing into the theater of space. Right. But I feel like it, it does catalyze a new type of investment and interest in space, which is very cool. I guess for me, it's um, the issue I have with a lot of this is it's kind of emblematic of how we, th- how the administration thinks about priorities. So, you know, from from a gut take, it looks like Pence is actually treating this as a major priority for him, right? Like he is uh, talking about this publicly multiple times a week. He uh, had that you know long presser we're gonna use as the intro track, um, and they're using this already as a, a staple for their 2020 campaign. And the Pentagon has verbally stated that this is a top priority for them as well. And I think my big issue with this, the entire, entire concept is, is, is this really where we need to be focusing our attention right now? It's, it's, um, I, I get that the, the, the dollars in question aren't tremendous, uh, but I think it's, uh, you know, when, when, in the back of my mind, it's like, when is the U.S., the, the public, going to push back on the administration to re- reevaluate all of our defense spending? which has gone unchecked for years, incredibly bloated, probably the most bloated bureaucracy in the world. Um, when is that going to come to a head? And when are we going to find ways to redistribute a lot of that investment um, or just a lot of those budgetary dollars into things that will actually improve life for millions of Americans? Um, that's my main concern. It's like, you know, eight billion bucks, like we could do a hell of a lot with that. When are we going to fix healthcare? When are we going to fix education? When are we going to deal with the opioid crisis? Like all of these ver- different variables. And uh, that's what should be the public conversation. So for me, it's just a kind of, again, revealing that the values that, you know, I think both of us hold dear uh, and what we think needs to happen for you know, producing a better life for more people just is just out of, out of sight, out of mind for these folks. I mean, that's all great. But Halo, dude. But Halo, Halo. I mean, it's true. It is true. I mean, I can't, I'm, I'm a big Halo fan. It's true. And it, who knows? It could maybe, like, you know, energize another generation of kids to, like, go join the Space Force and it gives them purpose in life. And that's all we're looking for is purpose. And the military can be a huge purpose in life. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm not doing the calculus. No, right I, I to, to put it seriously, I agree with you. It's like, I do wonder, though. It's like, if you took those $8 billion, like, and this is what uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying. He's like, if there's an actual exigent threat paired with military spending, it is like a vehicle for technological progress unlike any other that's existed in human history, right? It's true. You can yeah. build stuff. It spins off all sorts of new tech. Yeah. Like, again, independent of there actually being a threat, I'm not sure it will. Like, I'm more concerned about this being ceremonial and this mm. just being a thing that's set up. And it actually ends up that we're not, again, because it's $8 billion that's set aside as opposed to a part of the Air Force's $170 billion budget, it ends up being net worse for, for space defense, right? I see. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, I think, like, I, I part of me thinks, like, if they take it seriously, it's like there's more, weirdly, there's more likelihood that the $8 billion will go to better use because of how people think about defense and the, you know, sort of like the anxiety and the fear you have around, like, not doing it. Versus like, oh, $8 billion just divvied up for healthcare education. It's like, sure. we've poured lots of money into those domains. And something about the the lack of urgency or the lack of clarifying force subjects that to like, uh, and I'm not saying this is good, but I'm yeah. saying like, I don't know if you if you could just like subtract from this column, put it in that column and see the results you want, sure. right? Sure. It's like, it might just be like, oh, we, once again, it's like, have you, have you seen that, that, that video of the raccoon that's holding like, 
a, a, a like a <laughs> like a cube of salt and it like dissolves into water yeah. and like it's so confused as to what happened because mm. like it's holding this solid block of salt dude and then it's in the water and it just like instantly dissolves and that poor raccoon is so confused <laughs> as to what happened and it that is, kind of is a metaphor for all government spending yeah <laughs> we are all that raccoon my dude it's, it's too true man <laughs> and also logo contest man if they want to want to improve education in this country you want to do other things that are worthwhile logo contests yeah we're producing like the next generation's uh, most accomplished artists via this logo contest i hope they accept entries via snapchat uh or instagram because I, i'm not going to put in more effort than that but you know it's i yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll still submit it's the next jackson pollock come out of this logo contest contest dude are you a jackson pollock fan uh not really not really um, so you're not so you're you're among the uncultured that we referenced earlier in the yeah episode. exactly right that's right <laughs> um, it does feel like the the crux of this is emotional though I will say like we're both we've laid out some facts here we've talked about it and like we even read some articles like in the Washington Post there was an astronaut yeah. um, who made the case for Space Force and he laid out some facts dude or, I think that I think, dude was angling for a job at Space Force man like that maybe <laughs> that dude was like yeah yeah this is a great great idea and, uh, you're gonna need some leadership and uh, <laughs> I can do it <laughs> here's my LinkedIn profile exactly that'd be amazing if we linked that shit at the end oh my god hey uh, by the way can you endorse me for space on LinkedIn yeah just, like, <laughs> just click that button um yeah, the way that endorsements work on LinkedIn, man, I might already be endorsed for space. I don't know. So it's like, yeah, I think he, I think he knows space. I think he knows space. I think that that's the way. Okay, brief aside for how these things work on LinkedIn, I'm pretty sure the algorithms of LinkedIn, the the, the deep seated algorithms that control our universe, the ones on LinkedIn, yeah. um, suggest that you might know something to other people yeah. before letting you know that it thinks you know these oh, things. Interesting. And so it's like, hey, you want to endorse Monic for like a C plus plus? And it's like, I don't think Monik wanted me to, but sure. I don't sure. think he knows it. <laughs> so. But but it's like, it, it makes you think it's like, you, you know, hey, like this is a logical thing to do. And then, so suddenly you get endorsed for things you have no earthly idea why you're getting endorsed for. Well, I've, yeah, I've seen the int- other interesting trend of people like asking people for endorsements on specific items and topics. And I'm like, I have never okay. seen you in this context doing this thing. I don't feel comfortable endorsing you. But I can see a lot of people doing that. And you got this perception of this dude where... This person's a master at C++, man. Yeah, dude. 86 people say so. 86? I mean, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Um, so anyway, this astronaut, yeah, he is... It's an emotional argument that comes through in this article. He's like, I was looking for, like, what is the what is the, what are the set of facts or the key fact this hinges on? Not to say it was a poorly written article or anything, but it yeah. was like, he's just like, man, this should exist, man. This should, <laughs> yeah. should have some space force, dude. And he also made the argument. It's like, and, and you know what? We need a cyber force, too. Just throw the cyber force in there. It'll be a cyber and space force. Just, they'll do both. Yeah, that was bold. That was bold. He's like, hey, by the way, like, I'm thinking N plus one forces down the road here. I'm thinking yeah. cyber force, we incubate that inside of space force, and then when we're ready, He's just like thinking like sh- like concentric forces. We're gonna keep spinning off here yep. into the future. Uh, I like you know he he could be a great bureaucrat potentially. He's thinking how to how to keep that budget growing. Yeah, for uh, sure. And in fact, it's it's funny because when I was reading it, um, it was you know I see the the justification for a dedicated cyber force. Uh, you know, actual uh, an argument that I can actually buy. It's like. Yes, that is a mature domain now. Yes, it's going to be very important going forward to protect our day-to-day life. Yes, we've actually been attacked uh, via, a, a, you know, from Russia via a cyber threat, and it's probably still occurring in, in various degrees. 
you know, maybe it makes sense to have a dedicated cyber force. That I can get behind. I think it's very analogous as well because you have um, Cybercom, Cyber Command, which is part of the Air Force, like right, Space right, Command. Right. Um, you have, like, I guess, like, you know, fractured capabilities around cyber defense in the different intelligence agencies like the CIA, the NSA, et cetera. Yeah. And you could argue there should be some, you know, there could be some consolidation into the coolest force ever, yeah. the cyber force. Yeah. I mean, but the, the other issue I have with this is, like, we know that all of the departments in government and in the military are not the best at collaboration or speaking with one another. Uh, you know, got to break down those walls, man. You got to break down those walls. And, and, and I don't know if those walls are better broken down if you actually isolate and separate these groups out. I mean, look about it. The, the biggest tragedies of our military expeditions abroad, like if we look at the example of uh, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, intelligence sharing. It came down to lack of intelligence sharing. Exactly right. And I'm like, all right, if you're going to... You know, make a completely different leadership structure, parcel these folks out, have their own budget with no clear incentives to share information. You know, these five domains might be separate, but they're kind of the same. It's all war, baby. And we need to, we need to make sure we're sharing information to be more effective. You make a good point. Global prioritization, man. You can't, we can't be isolated and isolative decision making in these things. Very true. I can't argue with that. But what I can put forward is, can you think about how sick A, the logo for Cyberforce would be? And B, imagine in, on your uniform, uh, which wouldn't be a traditional military uniform, it'd be like a sweet like cyberpunk getup for every new every person. Uh, you had your handle instead. Oh man, oh man, that's actually gonna be exciting. I might want to join the cyber force now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, what, how, it's like eighty-seven people endorsed me for this on LinkedIn, dude, and they put you to the test, and it's like you know those like those typing things where you just type super fast and it does the, the hacking <laughs> simulation. For the typing, it's like you're not actually typing any code, but it looks like you are. Dude, that'd be amazing. It's all about the style. It's all about the style. <laughs> I do think, I, again, coming back to an earlier point, though, there, there is one of these avenues by which this nation's blossoming, uh, an entire generation, you might say, of gamers is being raised. Yeah. And if they're called upon to defend their country... Let's be honest. The, the physical domain is not going to be the domain that they're going to be the most oh, useful in, most likely. Well, so you got to think about what the, what is the on-ramp there for these people into national defense. We see some reverberations of that right now in drone piloting, right? Like where you have people uh, with tremendous hand-eye coordination, and some of them have like a gaming background <laughs> that are, are using drones. And there's actually this goofy clip in, Arrested, yeah. in the new Arrested Development where Buster... Uh, fictional Buster is this really well-studied intellectual mama's boy uh, in Arrested <laughs> Development. He, he gets recruited by, by uh, I believe the Navy runs drones. I might be incorrect there. Um, but he gets recruited, and he's basically piloting drones, and he's phenomenal at it. Uh, and then he actually finally realizes what the drones are doing, what they're shooting at, and he can uh, kind of completely has like a breakdown. But it's just hilarious seeing Buster just like playing with his gamepad. He's like drinking his juice, <laughs> his Gatorade, and he's like just just playing a video game. That's where we're headed, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, spoilers. But that's basically Ender's Game. And oh, yeah. Regardless of what you think of Orson Scott Card's political views, uh, that was a great book that I read in eighth grade, and I want to read it again someday. It's basically the same thing. It's like, oh shit, those are real. Real things that I was shooting at? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if I uh, can co-sign that. Well, you know. We don't know. I agree in the general sense, but you never know what circumstances might emerge in the future. Right. I'm not a moral absolutist, Monik. I'm not a moral absolutist. <laughs> we don't know what we don't know about the future, especially. But we do know Ten Commandments, dude. Thou shall not kill. Yeah, it's been around for a while. It hasn't stopped a lot of people That's true. so far. <laughs> 
But I agree. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good it's one a to good have one. up top. <laughs> to have up top. Imagine how much worse things would be without it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Those command. I, I haven't climbed a lot of mountains. Do you think there are other interesting things at the top of mountains that we're just unav- unaware of? Like Moses found some commandments, dude. Two tablets, and he walked down with those stone tablets. That's tough. That must, must not have been, have been easy. He must have been. He must have been in good shape. Dude must have been brolic, dude. Well, he was in the desert for a long time, dude. He was like probably. In, you had to be in shape to survive in the desert for That's that true. long. That's true. Yeah, I haven't gone climbing. Uh, even though I really do enjoy camping in the outdoors and hiking, I haven't really. Do you done enjoy all that. camping? Are you a camping guy? I like hiking. I like yeah. I, I can I can co-sign camping for a short period of time. Like I'm not like uh, go week long camping. Like a day or two, I could totally do that, and I think I'd enjoy it. And I've done it in the past, and I've enjoyed it. I'm a fan of going outdoors. And then coming quickly back indoors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, think about, and I, I view this from an evolutionary perspective. Think about how many generations of ancestors lived, died, suffered, so that we could enjoy the indoors. That you know, so I'm all about temporarily enjoying the outdoors, <laughs> but it's like, I just don't want to be disrespectful to the sacrifices yeah, of our ancestors. Yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if, I think if our ancestors saw, saw us, uh, going outdoors, sleeping out without any any sort of sewage system, like uh, doing your business. Volu- voluntarily doing all of this. Voluntarily, yeah. They'd be like, have they lost their mind? What happened? <laughs> what happened, indeed. They'd view it as mental illness versus anything else. Indeed. Um, all right. Well, you know, I think that uh, we'll keep tuned to Space Force as it develops. I think, like you said, Pence is on it, dude. Pence is on it. It still needs to go through Congress, right? It's still not eh, set in stone. You know, something but, like that. Yeah. It might get it might get bipartisanly blocked, which would be the saddest state of affairs. Like of all things, it should unite us. All things should bring us together. Yeah. Let's let's try to let space force happen. <laughs> Again, there's a lot of questions happening around indictments and like other stuff happening. We're not gonna we'll get into that later. Yeah. But like let's just let's like unassailed. Let's let space force get through and join and send in a logo and win that logo yeah. contest. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Logo join, uh, alien weaponry, cool cool uniforms in that order. I mean, this is the time where I wish we still had our marketing intern because we could put that, that person to task to make this logo. Wow. They were phenomenal at it, you know. So they were. Um, so. You know, he just passed. Uh, he was at a million views. Now he's at ten million views on 10 YouTube. Million. Uh, damn. Still not jealous or anything, but you know, it's just a. Uh, just uh, it, he's doing okay. You know, he probably would have. You know, he, 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 who knows how the future could have turned out for him if he'd stuck around? But uh, yeah. it's good to know he's doing okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like we got a hundred views. 10 million versus 100, just a couple of zeros, and zeros don't really account for much, so. Yeah, uh, zero, zero, zero. You add, you add up as many as you want, it's still yeah, zero. It's still zero, dude. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, you know, I think this is, a, this is a short and tight episode, right? This is yep. a, we just want to get the news update out there. Let people know there's more than just a joke at play here with space. Space is no joke. You can tell, tell your friends that one. As we open the cast, man, space is no joke. That's where we came from and where we will return. Space is no joke. It goes coast to coast and beyond. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. As the president will discuss in further detail in the days ahead, the United States Space Force will strengthen our security, it'll ensure our prosperity, and it will also carry American ideals into the boundless expanse of space. While other nations increasingly possess the capability to operate in space, not all of them share our commitment to freedom, private property, and the rule of law. So as we continue to carry American leadership in space, 
so also will we carry America's commitment to freedom into this new frontier.